0: what's up everybody welcome to the aftermath podcast i am your host christopher tenpenny joined by my good friend cj jones cj the sky is falling because the kansas city chiefs lost the preseason game (laughs) oh my gosh
1: always at the end right they had the game in their hands allegedly matt nagy called a screenplay you know, we shouldn't have thrown it, but, hey, it is what it is. But the guys played well, and that's what really matters.
0: Hey, it was just good to see football being played. You know, I didn't really care about the results. or I didn't even really care how many guys looked overall. You know, you obviously wanted to see play better than, than not, and you obviously want to see a win more than a loss. But people freaking out about this team losing the preseason game kind of had me cracked cracking up on my couch going through Twitter Sunday. No,
1: the timeline was definitely lit on Sunday. And like you said, for many reasons, but people are dying for football, Chris. They're even critiquing preseason reps, which you have no game plans for. It's literally a uniform scrimmage and people are out there critiquing it like it's the Super Bowl. So, you know, the Chiefs kingdom is juiced and amped up and ready for football to be back. But it's definitely good to see the I always think of the preseason. I was telling Chris offline. It's like the fans, they're getting into their rhythm. So they have to yell get their gripes out now. So when week one comes around, they're like in football mode. So everybody's in preseason mode right now. So
0: <laughs> right for sure. And it'll be it'll get better as as it goes through. And you know, on today's episode, we are going to recap the game, kind of give our initial thoughts, move into, you know, some wide receiver tight end talk that I know has been buzzing. Maybe some QB two talk. I know, I know Blaine and Shane, you know, there's a I think there's what the team wants and what's the fans want. So maybe we'll get into that. And then uh, kind of end with you know, kind of want to look to week two, you know, or the Stars is going to get a little bit more playing time. But let's go ahead and start, CJS, kind of what was your overall impression, overall thoughts on just the, the game itself.
1: Overall, kind of like you said, we saw what we saw. It was, guys are going to be rusty. It's the first live action because, you know, they really can't tackle too much in practice. And most of the time they're just thudding up, wrapping up. They really don't go full contact, take them down to the ground. So this is a lot of guys first time hitting since February, or even college guys probably since January or December depending on how their season ended that they made the playoffs or played in their bowl game or not be. So it's a long time for guys to actually get in a full live game, no stop, just go out there, blow to the whistle. So it was good to see guys get out there overall. I think the offense, uh, you know, the starter didn't really have one drive as far as like the starting no line and Pat. So you can't really take anything away from them. Um, but overall the twos, I saw some good things that I liked. I saw some good things that I liked from Nico. He had a great game and obviously the star of camp, Justin Ross made a big play, not only in the middle of the field, but in the red zone and, he made it through the game with no injury. So that's definitely praise to him. It was happy and great to see that. And other guys made plays on both sides of the ball. Felix got some pressures, our first-round pick. So there were a lot of good points that I'm sure we'll get into later. But um, overall, the twos and the threes, which is the guys who get most of the reps, they definitely saw some good things and some things we can improve on for sure.
0: Yeah, that's kind of, I think that's what the number one thing. And really the only thing you can take away is that the twos and threes, the guys out there battling for spots and the guys that are going to make up the depth of this team mm-hmm. had, had pretty good days, showed out a little bit. And that's what separates the, the good teams and the bad teams is that depth. And uh, the, it's something we know the chiefs do well with, and it was on display with that. You know, they were down early, came back, and you got to give a lot of credit to those guys. The other thing that stood out to me that I really enjoyed was the, um, interaction that the starters specifically Patrick Mahomes was having on the sideline you know they were until still into it they the were. whole game getting excited you know when Shane had that touchdown that little <laughs> Mahomes-esque there um, towards the end of the game he was going crazy on the sideline so seeing those kind of things just really shows again it's another thing that separates the Chiefs you know there's a lot of bets in this league that once they're done Mm-hmm. They're done you know they're on the sideline chilling just like looking at their watch waiting for the game to end and that wasn't that wasn't Patrick at all he was fully invested in what what those guys that he's grinding with every day out in St. Joe with and so that was that's was pretty cool to see. No, absolutely. You could just tell everybody's emotions, even when they made mistakes. You can see the facial
1: expressions from MBS and, obviously, <laughs> and Drew Trinkle on the sidelines. So it's always good. Like Chris said, this team is really you could tell its a family atmosphere for sure, because they know even if guys don't make the roster here and they go on to other organizations and they have a chance to make a roster somewhere else, they're putting in the work with these guys every day. So you build a, a semi brotherhood, even though, you know, it's a business at the end of the day you know, every guy is not going to be there by the time we get to September. But just to see – it's good to see guys put the work in and then be rewarded for that work and be able to, happen to have an opportunity to make plays, and that's always
0: good to see for sure. Right, and real quick, something that, um, you know, we don't need to spend a lot of time on, but is the – was the Chris Jones absence notice? Was it a big deal? Because the, the ones <laughs> did get run up on, like, let's just call it what it is. The number one defense, Derek Carr, you know, kind of tore them, tore them up. Was that just more – was it the Chris Jones factor or was it more of just a – Hey, they were just, you know, we're not, we're just out here not trying to get hurt, kind of ordeal.
1: I can say a little bit of both because you definitely don't want to take value away from the defensive player of the year last year, in my opinion. But overall, like it's the first live rep drive they, like we said, they've had in like what six months for some guys longer than that. So you can't really take away too much from it. You're not trying to go out there and go, you know, flying around, trying to knock someone's head off, and then you get hurt in a preseason game when it's not really worth it. So you can take away both things from it. But honestly, we know how much Chris means to this defense. We can't judge anything for them without 9-5 on the field. So kind of take it with a grain of salt. You know how fans are.
0: They think it's the end of the world. So, <laughs> Think about it from Carr's perspective, too. It's a defense that you're familiar with a, yep. of, from a scheme standpoint, you know, that you've seen so many times. And then it's also that same defense with no Chris Jones, no Sneed. No Frank Clark, no Thornhill, you know, some guys that he's used he's to going team. against exactly. aren't there in a defense he's already known. So, like, that's a factor, too, you exactly. know, a little bit. Yeah, it's a you're, you're missing some guys that, that Derek Carr's used to seeing out there that exactly. weren't. So, and Derek Carr needed that
1: confidence, too. Like, this is his, obviously first drive with a, with a new team, new faces. He needed to get out there and get some live reps Could they get their season going on when they hit week one. So,
0: I don't know if this is blasphemous or not, but I'm rooting for Carr, man. I've always kind of liked him a little bit. I know, good, yeah. like, like you know, it's always fun to make the memes <laughs> and make fun of him because he turns the ball over so much, especially <laughs> against the Chiefs. But at the same time, you know, I think he always kind of drew a, a rough break in in Oakland and then Las Vegas, and so yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Now that I don't have to worry about him in the NFC, I feel like it's all right to be like, hope that dude, hope that dude, you know. Ball oh yeah, I mean, he's in a great place, situation, so I right? think I think he'll be do just fine for sure. He got a lot of good weapons around
1: him. He can't be too. Can't be too sad for him. So he got some good guys to
0: get the ball to. Exactly, exactly. Speaking of weapons, that's a big conversation here in Kansas City is yes, sir. Do we have too many? Or, or you hey, know, Chris,
1: can you say that one more time? For do we time?
0: have too many weapons? that was a
1: whole different tone than what it was during the draft. I thought we didn't have enough.
0: Exactly. That's what people
1: were telling me in March, now we have too many. What a difference, what five months makes. Jesus Christ, <laughs> that was fast.
0: What a difference camp highlights and an overreaction. All it took to was a couple games, catches? <laughs> Oh wow. I think
1: that's what it took, Chris. They were telling me, Oh, we don't have DeAndre Hopkins. We're not gonna be able to score. We can't move the ball. We lost Juju. Half of the fan base didn't even like Juju when we grabbed him last year. Now you guys want him back? It's that's it's it was so hilarious. It's it's so the 360 flip by the fan base, Chris. It's just it's, it's hysterical, bro. I can't believe it.
0: No, it's just how fans especially when you're getting the fan pulse on social media you know that's definitely going to be very exaggerated (laughs) twists and turns but i guess the main thing going around is how many position players do they keep do they keep four tight ends do they keep seven wide receivers kind of like what which of those position players do we keep because there's some guys creeping into the race um i want to get your initial thoughts kind of where where do you where do you think it's gonna happen or what do you want to happen
1: I'll tell you what I think is going to happen. I definitely I think most people will agree we're we'll keeping four running backs just because, you know, Pacheco's dealing with the, uh, even though it's, if you ask him, he'll say he's ready to go right now, right. which I'd love to hear that from him. But we know he's recovering from the offseason soldier, soldier, soldier surgery. And then obviously he had the other minor injury as well. And then we obviously have Jared McKinnon, who's a little older trying to get his reps in, but we don't want to use him too much, even though he got a lot of reps down the stretch and toward the playoffs. And then obviously we have Clyde, who's always a savvy vet, who knows what to do. And then we have the young bull generic Prince coming in. So I think it's pretty safe to say, Chris, that those four guys are going to make the roster. So I think that's a pretty safe bet. Now the real conversation now we can get into, and you guys can see it on the title, do we keep seven receivers or four tight ends? Now in the notion of Andy Reid's past, we've always kept at minimum three tight ends, but now there's a conversation to be had. Does Matt Bushman get that fourth spot, or do we decide to put Jody Fortson on IR since he's missed games during you know last season, and obviously he's missed some time during training camp? So I think that's that's probably the, honestly the biggest domino for me, Chris. I think if we know that there – because last year we threw Blake Bell on IR, so I pretty much knew we were only keeping three tight ends. If we do decide to put Jody on IR in that spot, which means you have to miss a minimum of four games, and you can still be around the team you just can't obviously you just can't play for the first four weeks if they did that i think that would allow them to give them the flexibility to keep seven receivers because you also have to remember we're not having a fullback on our roster this year so that's another spot that opened up so i think seven receivers is more than likely now the guys that is the seven is the conversation because it has been a lot of arguments on twitter today it's been like justin watson versus nico day so it's always everybody want to see who's the guy they like and who they want to keep and who andy likes and Honestly, like who I want to happen, obviously, I don't hate Justin Watson. I think he's very serviceable. He did a great job for us in spot-up duty last year. Made some great plays, and everybody remembers the catch touchdown versus, um, versus the Chargers on Thursday night last year, the double move on J.C. Jackson. And obviously, he made a big catch down on the sideline against the Raiders when we went to Vegas. So he's always there for making plays. He's an emergency guy when you need to do returns. So I love Justin Watson. I don't hate him. But in my, my world, perfect world, I would want Nico to get that seven receiver spot. I just think he's faster, more explosive. He can offer just as much returnability on punt return, if need be, if we had to break the glass in case of emergencies. And I know he's a quick enough guy. If you want him to go out there and do a gun or run punt team, he could do that because he has the speed and obviously at the athleticism. So I, in a perfect world, that's what I would like to get the seven spots. So my seven receivers would be obviously MVS, KT, Sky, Rasheed, Richie James, Justin Ross. And Nico, that will be my seven. Now, what I think is going to happen, I think Justin Watson is going to make this roster. I know that's going to make a lot of Chiefs fans upset because they don't see the value in him. But I'm trying to tell people, as they heard last year, and have you heard through all these press conferences, Tobe likes Justin, Andy likes Justin, and most importantly, Patrick likes him. So you got the three check marks and the three biggest names when it comes down to making the roster. So um I think those are the three guys that, that are definitely, or the two guys that are definitely battling out for that final spot. Um, And then as far as like tight ends, I think it's kind of basically an injury based thing. If Jody's healthy, I think he makes the roster, but I don't think they're really in a rush to get him back out there because you have Matt Bushman who's been playing well during camp. So if they had to say, hey, Jody, sit on IR and then we'll bring Bush up and then you can kind of make the swap after week four. I think that's probably the more than likely scenario for that
0: room. But that's who I think is going to make the wide receiver room. What you got, Chris? I think it's crazy that we're having this conversation. I think <laughs> I, I, I think that the wide receivers are set, and it's not even between. You have the wrong Justin. Like it's not. It's it's between Ooh. Ross and Nico. Like that's that's who the last spot is. I they're you. paying they're paying Watson too much money. And again, it's also. And I know fans don't like to think about this. There's an experience that level to it as well. Like, yeah, no one's going to argue Nico's athleticism, but do you really want to go into a roster with the third year Kadarius Tony, who's also injury prone, Sky Moore, who's in his second year, Rice, who's in a rookie year, Richie J, who's in his first year in the in the system, and then Ross and Nico? Like, that's no experience except for MVS. <laughs> Don't
1: tell these fans about Justin Ross. They think he's the next coming.
0: <laughs> so and so, I think. I think uh, Justin Watson is a lock just because of experience alone. Like he's a, he's a vet in this league. And so like the fact that he's, yeah, he, you've seen a little bit more of him in game action. So that's why fans are ready to dismiss because they're already always ready to move on to the next thing. You know, he had some, he had some miscues down the line and I get that. Like he was not perfect. He dropped some balls, but Just because you haven't seen Nico and those press, you know, and and Justin Ross in those pressure situations doesn't mean that they aren't going to do the exact same thing that Justin Watson did. At least Justin Watson knows where to be in the system. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like they're at that veteran presence does matter when you have a roster filled with so many other young guys. Absolutely.
1: I completely agree. That's why I've been telling everybody the whole time.
0: So, like, yeah, the seventh set. I think now I think because I, I don't I don't think Nico's going to make this rush I give him like a 10% chance because I think Ross has locked it up that much I think they're going to keep seven but the conversation does not start with Justin Ross it starts with Justin Ross <laughs> and Nico and which one of them is going to claim that seventh spot the other six are set in stone in my opinion no I completely agree
1: I had to give a shout out to the chat you know shout out to the Chiefs Kingdom chat they've been, <laughs> they've been blowing me up all day saying you got to talk about it so I've been heard, I've been hearing a lot of things from people, you know, going back and forth at it on the timeline about who likes Nico more, who likes Watson more. And I've been trying to tell everybody, just like my good co-host Chris said, I don't know what people are trying to think. Watson's gonna make this roster. They paid him in the offseason, they brought him back. And it, like I just said, he got the three checks: Tobe, Andy, and Pat all want him on his team. He can play special teams, he can run routes in emergency situations. He can return the ball if we need to. He's just so versatile to the team and he has the experience factor, like Chris just said. So I don't see why people are even having that conversation, Chris. But hey, it's the preseason and you know, people like to have logical debates
0: during this time of year. So Right. He's also got that actual paycheck, 2.5 million or whatever he's Real costing. Money, like, so like he's got he's got five different checks that he's let- He's stacking up. So <laughs> sorry, Nico. Like, you look like a dog, man. Like, I, I, I hope you're on the practice squad, but if you're not, you're going to be on another team in the NFL. And you're going to have NFL your talent. Exactly.
1: If Cornell Powell they decide to move on from him, who says Nico can't get that exactly, spot? Exactly, exactly. Cornell Powell's been there for a couple of years now. We know what he is. Maybe they think, hey, let's move on and let Nico get that
0: spot. So Nico has a chance to be on the team, just not necessarily on the fifty-three. So exactly, right. exactly. It's just the 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 six the six spots are hundred percent etched in stone. Oh, yeah. I don't know if there's anything the six can yeah, do within yeah. Tony, MVS, Moore, Rice, James, and Watson. Those six are etched in stone. And right. and Rosses is starting to be in, you know starting to get there. Right, it. it's not it's not in pen yet, but he's right. It. It's, yeah. it's 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 right. on the sheet. It's you know he's and, it right now he's right yeah, on the list. He's yeah, it. exactly. So again, it's good to see him do well. I loved Mitch Holds' call saying when he caught the. Did you hear when he caught the touchdown? Yeah. Mitch Holds just said, <laughs> "Living up to the social media." I. Everybody loves you. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> I was like the Chiefs kingdom is about to go ecstatic right oh now. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And they did. So good for, good for that. Good for those guys to, to at least showcase their stuff. Because again, absolutely. You're not always auditioning for especially when you're on the Kansas City Chiefs. And this goes for every absolutely. position. Absolutely. How you play on the field in your Chiefs uniform doesn't just mean you're auditioning for the Chiefs. Exactly. You're auditioning for the other thirty one teams as well who don't have the depth Kansas City does. And so and you look at our receiver room, I think the
1: only guy that had previously been here for the last few years, D-Rob has a job in L.A., Tyreek's in Miami,
0: obviously. Powell. Powell is the most tenured. Yeah, Powell's <laughs> like the oldest guy. <laughs> he's the most, it's not even a joke. He's the most tenured chief at camp. And the dude's never never played in the in a regular season game. I think he's only been hey, in even yeah,
1: he, special teams, maybe. That's probably a Yeah, yeah. I don't I know, know if he time. has a catch. Right. He
0: may have one catch, but – I. I like, he's literally the most tenured Chief wide receiver because everyone else has been here two years or less. Exactly. No, you're correct. It's like all of our – and you
1: think of all and the – you want to cut,
0: cut one of the guys that's been here for two years and has been in this league for six years. As and soon as you drop a ball, you know how that goes. They're like, oh, cut him. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> all I think is one drop of the Chiefs kingdom to be done with you, man. So I know we spent a lot of time on it, but, again, it was just one of those storylines no, right everyone's talking about. And it just doesn't even – Compute with me on why it's such a deep conversation, just because, again, a very athletic and talented kid who I wish nothing but the best for makes a couple plays in a preseason though. game. Like, and Watson I'm not ready win. to change the whole off season plan. That the Chiefs clearly <laughs> were working on because of a couple nice, nice catches.
1: And you, every time you heat Justin Watson on the field, Pat always said, Remember, I remember his first interaction with them when they were working out last summer. He's like, Where'd you find this kid? He can run. Right. So if you can run and Pat likes you, so you can play special teams and run routes, you're always going to have a job here. You got the approval from everyone, so and even if a receiver doesn't make our roster, or if really any position for that matter, like Chris said, you're always going to have an opportunity. We have Eric being in D.C., we have Doug Peterson in Jacksonville, we have Mike Kafka up there in New York. So you have multiple. We have Ryan Powell's our old, our old guy in the front office in Chicago. So you have four destinations. If you don't make the roster here, you have four guys who are from, probably familiar with you, have worked with you for the last few years, where you can get a job. Most of our receivers, outside of Sammy Walkers, all of our receivers are on rosters right now. I don't think Sammy's doing it because obviously he's older and injury prone. But most of our receivers, like Miko's in New York, Byron Pringles in DC, DeMarcus Robinson's in LA, Pringles also in DC. Uh, who else has a job? Obviously, Tyreek's in Miami. So, yeah, usually all of our receivers are signed somewhere. Right. So, if you play here, you're going to get signed somewhere. It may not be for starter money, obviously, but you're going to get a chance to keep a job in the NFL. So, it'll suck to see some guys go. But, like Chris said, we're that hot team right now. If you don't make a team here with the Kansas City Chiefs, you have a great chance to make someone else's roster for sure. Because everyone wants to get a taste of the offset of the recipe. Like, hey, how'd you win a championship? So they start picking at your players, start grabbing them. You should hear the conversations, Chris, I've been seeing about people gassing up Juan Thornhill. They think he's the next coming of Ed Reed over there in Cleveland. I'm like, all right, guys, calm down.
0: I, I know he's starting for us, but like, let's,
1: let's calm down. Like, I love Juan, man. <laughs> no, me too, me too. I love Ed him. Reed? I love Juan, <laughs>
0: Man, people are crazy. They they,
1: they love to give guys off championship teams. Oh, yeah, he can do that for us. I'm like, yeah, how much of it was the team and how much of it was the player? But you
0: know how fans get. So right. So now I'm gonna switch it to you now from where I'm agreeing with the coaching staff and what Mm -hmm. their plan is to Disagreeing with the coaching staff and what I think their plan oh, is, because I think their plan is to keep wannabe Gardner Minshew and Blaine Gabbard. As, wannabe Gardner Minshew is crazy. That's what he looks like. <laughs> is it because he has the stash? Yeah, the stash and the <laughs> hair. Like it's a blonde version of, of Blaine Gardner older, Minshew.
1: Maybe, oh, maybe Gardner Minshew made it popular first.
0: I'm gonna get Yeah, well, out. I mean, I mean bad. Blaine's older, but Gardner Minshew actually has like He made it look good, huh? Yeah, like and actually oh, man, makes it. it look good. <laughs> that's funny. But, you're gonna have a lot of Mizzou fans mad at you right now. You know, I, you know what? I don't really care. Rock shock, That's baby. Just just <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with the, the Missouri oh, Tiger stuff enough either. Enough. It, <laughs> has nothing to do. it has everything to do with like Shane's looked good every preseason. We've seen him. Always. Always. I love good. watching Shane. And I know it's he's gonna baby. I know he's gonna be on this team unless someone else snatches him up. I'm surprised he uh, hasn't got snatched. I yet. know, right? Because like you can keep you can keep three quarterbacks without using a spot on the 53-man roster. There. Shout out to the 49ers. This is all your – this is your rule. Right, right <laughs> for what they had to go through. So Shane's going to be on this team in some capacity, but I think he should be He should be QB2 yeah. because he's he's been in the system longer. And he just, like, looks better. Like, I I don't know. Like, And it's not just taking one game. It's not like looking at the Saints game and being like, oh, he looked better than Bland, like. No, there's there's a there's a like three or four years here that he I think what is this his third or fourth? I Think it's the third year. Third year, th- three years of preseason games, along with you know a decade of Blaine Gabbert games, to where like I don't know, I, I if you're you, if you being in the system, we've seen how valuable that is because of how complex it is. And I'm not saying Blaine Gabbert can't pick it up, but if Shane already is looking better and he's been in the system and probably has a better grasp of the playbook than you. And you're younger. I mean, that's a factor. It's nice to have a little bit of a younger guy that's going to be around for a little bit. Like, I like that as well. So those are those are some things that I would take into consideration mm-hmm. put in putting Shane I Michelle. Mean, I don't know. Is it just something random that we shouldn't even be talking about? Or Like, kind of where do you fall on this? I
1: mean, we're in that time of the year. There's a lot of things that we're kind of over-talking. But it's right, right. But it's a, I mean, it's not a bad point in you're not the only guy that thinks about that, too. I've seen a lot of people who've been backing Shane. And like Chris said, this goes back to last year. He's been here. He knows the system. He's younger, you can put him on a move more than you can blame. Blaine's a little bit of an older guy. So, but you know how Andy is. And it's kind of like it comes down to my point, just like the same thing with the Justin Watson take. You can sit up here and scream Nico's name on top of a rooftop and screaming at the hills and on the radio all day. And he looks better than Watson. You can call 610 and tell them I like Shane better than Blaine and blah blah blah. And you can make yourself feel better. But we know when they make out that 53 and they see it on Twitter, it's gonna say two names: Justin Watson and Blaine Gabbert. etched the man. Like I, I get it. And I love. I would love for them to shake the boat and throw Shane in there because I think he's earned the opportunity to be the QB too. But when you sign a guy like Blaine Gabbert, they're not bringing him in here to compete. They told him, hey, when you get signed, you're going to come in here, you're going to back up Patrick. He's done it for a long time. He backed up Tom Brady. He is a veteran. He knows how to come in on a pitch count. Hopefully we don't have to knock on wood. I don't want to have to see him again, which is like honestly like our omen because the last two Super Bowls we won, Pat has got hurt, which is kind of weird. So hopefully we can end that trend. I don't want to see that anymore. But (laughs) they, they signed Blaine Gabbert for a reason. I know, I know, it kind of sucks for a guy like Shane because he obviously deserves the opportunity to go be a QB two. Hell, if not start, maybe in a situation like DC, like we just said, they got a guy like Sam Howell out there. So there's plenty of there's plenty of chances I'm sure Shane will get to make a roster if it isn't here with the Chiefs. But I definitely hear your sentiments for sure, and I understand it. But we we pretty much know Justin Watson and Blaine Gabbard are going to be on this roster for sure.
0: Right? No, I just, I just, I, I know what the coaching staff wants, and I'm not hundred percent on it um exactly, exactly i can't wait for in five years when drew locks the backup quarterback just to get oh, the boy. whole keep yeah, the missouri yeah. thing going you just know keep the rhythm
1: going. <laughs>
0: <laughs> at one point i have chase daniel Wayne gabbard and drew lock as a backup quarterback for me to be the qb coach <laughs> oh man right exactly exactly um last thing i did want to get into that uh, we forgot to bring up earlier is uh The only noteworthy play on the offense, like as far as that you could take away from, is something that we're very used to talking about. And maybe Colin Saunders had a little bit to do with it. He freaking knew the play, bro. Everyone knew the play. (laughs) Everybody knew. knew No one is getting confused by Pat, like pointing or looking over there. Watch out over there. No. It was Blake Bell's play all the all the way around. And it's why the same can't guy. You gotta a switch it up. Who's
1: with Noah Gray or something? Like switch it up. Don't do it. With They've the done same it with team.
0: Noah Gray when Blake Bell was hurt. Yeah, but Blake college.
1: Bell's done it like ninety times out of a hundred. So at least give him one guy at least a different look.
0: Dude, it doesn't matter. No, what, it doesn't Matt Bush can do it. Somebody anywhere. It doesn't work there. It's not. it there's a comfort level to taking a snap, and when yeah, you're you tied in, who's even back. though yes, Blake Bell was a great quarterback at one point. This dude does not take snaps regularly anymore. <laughs> So and like, he was so high his
1: pad level was terrible.
0: He exactly. It was, was awful bad. the whole way around. Like, and he didn't get no push and
1: yeah it was just horrible. It's hard
0: to even be mad at Blake cuz that's not really it's not his job. I mean it is in that situation to get the yards. I get that. You but like get There is a level it. of I can't imagine being in an NFL game and your number one focus is on handling the snap. Cause you don't want to fumble it. And that's where his focus is rightfully. So, cause it's not something he does every day. And so by the time yeah. he's finally has it, it's too late. He's in a weird stance. He's up too high. You it's it's to get it. anyway. yeah, exactly. So I, it's just, I would much rather than bring in Blaine Cabert and do it. Like, obviously you already know when the chiefs, that the chiefs are going to do it. The Eagles tell you, they're going to do it all the time with Jalen hurts. They just push them. Do the much push. So if their whole rule is just don't let Patrick do it, even if they know it's coming, Bring in Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbard doing it or whoever's backing up, you know, to be scene. But if it's Blaine Gabbert, just bring him in the game. I don't care if they know, you know, and it's you know, just put put uh Shelton behind him at fullback, push him. and just push. Like that was that's be that's what I do. I wouldn't I'd just get rid of this tight end stuff. I get my biggest DT, I'd get my backup quarterback, and I do the Jalen Hurts push.
1: Honestly, I, I feel what you're saying. You know what I would do? I would keep patting the game. I would put Danny Shelton in there, like you said, and do a direct snap to the running back.
0: That works, like, too. Get in, but- get
1: in, like, get into a normal offset in formation, normal gun, and then you just, right before the snap, shift, go over, snap it to him, go. So the defense has no chance to react. Like, oh, he just shift it, and then you
0: just snap it. Again, though, the thing that makes the Scooby sneak work is being right up there on the line. Like, I get what you're saying, like the direct snap, but there's still that that space that place, I don't yeah, like. Yeah. As well, even though you're technically getting like a full hate of steam. A QB
1: sneak is to put your QB in there. we are putting in the guy who you know is going to sneak it, it's not sneaking up on nobody because we know he's going to do it
0: exactly. That's what I'm saying putting an actual quarterback in a big because Blaine's big, yeah. Blaine's a big guy. Put an actual quarterback in who is comfortable taking a snap, doesn't have to focus on that, and actually can like get the half yard. Yeah, it's that's awful. that's where I'm at that would on it. Because dilemma
1: in KC forever, bro. He's and Patrick Mahomes, Jesus Christ. Dude, it's we won the Super Bowl without doing any QB sneaks. That's,
0: that's crazy. crazy.
1: And the last time we tried to do it, we still won. So <laughs> I think uh, we set a record, but we didn't QB sneak it with him at all last year.
0: No, we haven't. QB sneaked it since, since October, what whatever, 2019. Exactly. That was the last quarterback sneak this team has ever performed. Well, that has to be
1: a record. You want probably Super Bowl, starting quarterback never having not it's one not record. I want, I want to have. It. I mean, it's not. I don't want to have it, but it's still impressive. I have this guy
0: that's taking hits from guys getting up saying, "I heard you gotta hit me." Can't take a quarterback. Like that, yeah. I'm like, take, that. Yeah, I'm I'm like that, spinning I'm around, falling like over on guys, diving for pylons. I'm like that, but he can't. can't but
1: he can't rush. can a, a QB sneak though for a yard. I'm like Jesus Christ, Andy. Like, <laughs> it blows my mind. Here
0: we got plenty of time to talk about this in the regular oh, season. Oh, that's
1: play. a never – like I said, that's a never-ending topic. We're going to talk about it that. Fires it fires me up, it's as great. you know. We <laughs> should I, keep a I, I held I a lot.
0: I need to get some prophecy because I did not tweet about it. I held all my restraints and <laughs> I just – when a play happened, this I walked like, away, put the phone down, and was like – It was in his draft. He was like, well, I'm about to <laughs> – I'm about to add Andy right now. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's that's it's funny. absolutely wild how that goes. But we can get off this game. Again, it was preseason. It was good to get those few first hits, first few hits. Man, I'm struggling with words. That first tripping few hits, over things. <laughs> so gotta get we got to do, do some. Need to do some exercises beforehand next we time. Before we get this around. is my preseason. This is our preseason as well. We're so, all know, getting know, in rhythm, guys. You know, we got two like, more weeks before we back in rhythm. You know what I mean? So hopefully, the Chiefs, like us, are better in week two. two. And uh, you think the Stars are going to get a little bit more run? That's typically how Andy does it. But with the Lions game being the first game of the season, I didn't really know if that those, you were thinking those plans were going to change. I fully expect them to still get out there. But what are mm-hmm. your kind of thoughts?
1: I expect them to go out there and get some reps for sure because Andy kind of joked, pulled everybody's chain last week. Starters are going to play a whole quarter. I'm like, for what? He said
0: every year. he said I know, that and, and
1: people fall for it. I'm like, why would they play a whole quarter when you have a whole other game to play? It literally makes no sense. You've been in camp for three weeks, and you think the first thing I want to do is play for a whole quarter? <laughs> I'm gonna go out here and get some snaps. And you, and it's funny because I saw Trav have long sleeves on, that's how I knew they weren't playing. He never wears <laughs> he long sleeves, he never wears long sleeves. I was like, sleeves. We're gonna be out there for like two plays and getting right back to the bench, he's gonna be chilling. So I
0: thought that was weird too. No, but, it was,
1: but overall, the only thing that kind of sucks next week, I know Chiefs fans don't want to hear this, and I don't even like talking about it, Chris. We have a love-hate relationship with the Arizona Cardinals football huh. We don't mind going down to Scottsdale, Arizona, but I don't like their grass, and I don't think Philadelphia Eagles fans even like it either. Apparently, we played on two different fields, if you ask their fans. Right. But that's another story for another day. But we're going back to the infamous field where we had our season one opening game last year where, I unfortunately, <laughs> knock on wood, Harrison Bucket rolled his ankle. and That's where Trent McDuffie had his hamstring injury. And then we ended our season there becoming Super Bowl champions on a grass field that wasn't up to par according to the sod father who was the one that did it but it was like complications and other fans thought if the field would have been better they would have beaten us but that's neither here nor there so it's going to be an interesting conversation next week because i think they do they take that into account because they had a game this past weekend against the broncos on that field and there were a lot of those same issues so how does this team think about like hey do we really need to put our starters out there on this field we had some issues last year and in the Super Bowl. It's, it's it's a conversation like, and that's three three different instances: a Week One game, a Super Bowl game, and now a Week One preseason game, where we've all heard similar issues about your field and your grass, and it not being probably having good footing. So it's a conversation to be had. I wouldn't be surprised if Andy said, "Hey, give him one drive, get in and out of there. That's it." Or no, don't, don't play him at all. And it's just probably the first time ever Randy hasn't really gave his guys real reps to the to the preseason, and just roll to Week One, because like you said, it is the Lions and. Usually, Pat historically does better against NFC teams than he does AFC teams. He usually has more advantage on them. They don't really have tape on us because they don't really play them that
0: often. Um, but
1: it's a conversation to be had. Do we play our starters next week, and how much?
0: Yeah, I think I would give them two drives because of all the things that you said, and maybe, and I know those maybe the offensive line gets a few more because I am worried about that gel, and just because there are a lot, you know, those new two new tackles out there want those mm-hmm. group want that group to be as solid as possible. Absolutely. You know, get you know get get Trav and, and pat and maybe mvs you know what two drives we're putting mvs in the in the same sentence with those two but like i we know what he is. he's a bad you know those veteran guys that you know as on the skill position wise like get them two drives and get them out and uh, i think that's about as much as i want to play just because the field is such a concern like Absolutely. i know andy typically does actually give them that full quarter and if it's three plus drives it's three plus drives but I would set the limit at two, just because okay. these guys don't need it. These, I mean, it's still nice to get get popped and get that game feel, but get up and
1: get going. But yeah, they don't really need to get all their
0: reps. They know what to do. Exactly. Absolutely.
1: So Only that's, thing that would probably limit them in this and this overall, it's mainly just only thing that people that lack this area or it kind of sucks for them at the defense because mm-hmm. you really just like you can't tackle in practice. You don't take yeah. your guy down to the ground. You don't really get that many padded practices days as overall. So you need to just the feeling of you know, hitting, wrapping your hands, you know, running your feet, finishing through the ground and trying to get a full tackle and get that, get it back in that game mode of getting your head across the player and getting your head on the football head across the face. So it's definitely going to be interesting offense. I'm not worried about them at all. I just kind of, I feel for like defensive players, not even just our team, but teams across the league. You saw it on the, by like even Saturday or Sunday, if you had a chance to watch the preseason game, there was a lot of missed tackles overall, just because you can't hit and practice no more. So guys are getting back in the rhythm of tackling and wrapping up and, it's easy to say you're doing it from slow mo and half speed to thud, and now you're going full on tackling someone to the ground. So uh, it's definitely gonna be a conversation, but that's why you play 17 games, Chris. So Even if you start off rusty the first two three weeks, guess what? You got 15, 14 more to go. So
0: <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. So and there'll be you know you keep watching for the same reasons we watched week one, just see how some of these younger guys did who can maybe squeak it, squeak it on the, the roster. I think. I think most of it's set. Like, I feel I like this preseason's right. even been less interesting than most. I mean, it's nice that there's some receivers we're talking about, but yeah. again, is I think I think out of the 53 man roster, I mean, I think 50 of the spots are already pretty That's much. Right. And I, I said
1: that to the chat, like literally before we even started training camp, because everybody right. was talking about with right. you know, Chris, like, oh, I'm excited about this. I'm like, bro, we know who's on the roster. Yeah, we know who. There's like maybe a couple of guys. Maybe if you want to talk about who the D the back end DBs are do we carry seven receivers or not? Or does the Derek Prince make the roster little things like that? But we pretty much know who the 50 out of the 53 are like Chris just said. So it's not, it's not a, an amazing
0: like question mark that you're waiting to find out. You pretty much
1: know the answer. So.
0: Right. A few years ago, you know, five, six years ago before this depth really got built and everyone was common kind of the to play with the chiefs and it was kind of easier to plug your holes and stuff like these, there were these real battles. I mean, Mm-hmm. Okay, look at J- Jody Fortson is a living proof of that like we talked about him for years and he finally made the roster and has had an impact on this team the last couple mm-hmm. of years. But those kind of stories, I mean, we got Justin Ross, which is, I guess the same kind of story, but like, it's, it's just not as impactful as it was growing, you know, the few years ago or, you know, growing up watching these chiefs training camps, we kind of know there's a few guys that are going to make splashes, but those guys that make splashes in the precinct games, if they're on the, a roster, it's probably not going to be the Chiefs' roster. They're probably going to get picked up by someone else. So. And that's
1: good to know. You want to go into a season, you don't want to have question marks to know about, oh, who's our starting left tackle? Who's going to be our backup running back? We have all those questions answered. We right. have great depth at linebacker. We have great depth at DB. We, said we drafted so well last year. So I like not having questions because now we can just focus on game planning. So when we get into after this uh second preseason game, we're going to start introducing some things to the Lions. It won't be full Lions prep week because obviously we'll have our – last preseason game here in Kansas city. But once you start getting into that phase of like, all right, we finished the second game versus the Cardinals. Now we're getting to this last preseason game. We're going to make that cut. And I think you don't have to make the cuts all like strategically by weekly. Now it's like more at once now. So I think it goes down some way, go down from 80 to 62, I believe. And then 62. From- okay. I, I believe I got to double check it, but I know it used to be, it went from 80, 70, 60, 50. That's how it went. Now it's-, it's
0: a little bit more than that. Cause they got the 10, they got the 10, uh, training or the practice squad. Do they start designating practice squad then before that once they get down to 62? Right. I think they changed that is well. right on there. Exactly yeah, it gets complicated. It's not necessarily something uh you know it's like, it's like we fans picks, need, need to know play. the everyday it is announced. but we know that are gonna be upset, <laughs>
1: They want to see their guys on the roster. I think it's like two big cuts. I think it's like one yeah, big yeah. cut after game two, then one after game
0: three, instead of yeah. like the three cuts. I think. Gotcha, like gotcha. Yeah, it'll be it's interesting to see. Kind of, I'm almost more interested to see who gets picked up from our cuts. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> all, every everyone, yeah, everyone? exactly. He must be good. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, all right, CJ. Well, hey, I think as. His- we about beat this dead horse, you know, with this week, with this preseason stuff. Getting back to football, here, we'll be back at it. So we'll be
1: talking <laughs> about this again next week. Oh my God, such and just did something.
0: <laughs> hey, before we get out of here, though, man. Hey, where can the where can the good people find you at?
1: They can definitely find me on Twitter at cgz81. That's c j e E-E-Z-Y-81. My DMs are open. If you guys want to talk pre uh, preseason, if you want to talk training camp, if you want to talk fantasy, if you want to talk future bets for the season, me and Chris are definitely cooking up some good stuff. I'll definitely send out some things to Chris, and we could probably. Hopefully we need to get a graphic guy that can help us out. Maybe we can make something cool looking for you guys and post it on here or on our timeline. And make sure you guys are following our page at Aftermath underscore Casey, as you can see on the screen as well. And me and Chris does a great job with posting all of those timeline videos on YouTube and posting our show. So everybody give it up for Chris. Chris is doing a great job. I just talk. I don't really do nothing.
0: <laughs> I appreciate that, CJ. And uh, for me, you can follow me on Twitter at 10penny88. Still, Still getting into football mode, I got to I got to put the disclaimer out. You know, there are there are some baseball tweets out there as a well. You know, you know, you got to put the. Disclaimer. I get my fix in. <laughs> you got to get a little bit, but yeah, it's definitely ramping up the football. It's kind of fun to see how everything's progressing, and definitely can't wait for the season to get here. But uh, all right, I think that's gonna do it for this time. We will talk to you next time.
1: Cheese.